Hello and welcome to Viral Culture. The weather may be fine outside, but we are locked inside with nothing but the internet. And right now, many creators and organisations are releasing material for free or very cheaply to keep us sane during the lockdown. It's easy to be overwhelmed, so we'll be reporting back with nothing but the best things to keep you entertained. I'm Anne Frankenstein. And I'm Nick Howard. Anne, just bring me up to speed. What have you been up to this week? How have you been staying sane? I have been, I, this is the most productive period of my entire life. Last week, we talked about that Tim Clare um, writing workshop, that Couch to 80,000 Words writing boot camp, which is like a 20 minutes per day writing course uh, for eight weeks. And uh, I'm really getting into it. I haven't missed one session. I've got nothing better to do, granted. But uh, yeah, I'm starting to feel like a proper writer. What kind of thing does he have you doing? Just the most basic exercises that would probably seem really patronising to anyone with any kind of writing clout whatsoever. But to a total idiot like me, they just make me feel like I've accomplished something every day. Like writing list of character names. Today, I'm like at the beginning of week two. So he walked around outside. So we had a bit of like background noise. And then it was just like a free write with the noises of the outside world. Coming Which from. right now is a bit of a novelty, a bit of a luxury. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that kind of influenced the free write. It was a little bit like, oh, the outside world. Uh, but yes, it, it was very, very nice. And uh, yeah, I've been watching loads of theatre. I watched One Man, Two Go which is hilarious. I wasn't expecting to like it so much. You watched that, didn't you? The National Theatre Free Podcast. I, I missed it uh, this week uh-huh. because of, unfortunately, things that were going on at that time. And I want yeah. to get your report back from it because I, I feel bad that I missed it after talking it up so much last week. Well, it's still available until the 9th of April and it is so funny. It's just like... I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. James Corden is extremely charming and a very good actor. And just, I don't know, it's just got a lot of energy. It's a really good uh, distraction. Um, Yes, I recommend you check it out. You've got till the 9th of April. Okay, that's good to know. I will be doing it. I actually have something to thank you for. You won't believe this. Mm. I did the gong bath. Oh, that thrills me. Did you do it with like a smirk on your face the whole entire time? Or did you go into it earnestly with genuine curiosity? I went into it as a journalist. I went into it with an (laughs) open mind, but sceptically, I'll be honest. Um, I don't have a way to switch that off. But I lay in bed, I had it ready, so it was an hour of material. So anyone who didn't hear this um, last week, this was um, Frankenstein's recommendation. This is an hour of audio of effectively um, gongs being played in what is meant to be a calming way to meditate, improve mindfulness. And I lay in bed. Um, my partner also joined me. So uh, we were you know, just trying to relax, um, listen to the gongs. I'll be honest, I didn't find it relaxing. <laughs> I, I'm not somebody who relaxes naturally. I, I tend to fight against relaxation. But the gongs, it's quite, it's quite intense. And I found at times sort of the, the volume of the gongs was rising, the, the intensity, the, the depth of the sound. And it felt sometimes to me like, you know, have you ever been drunk where you've got a slight pulsating in the head um, <laughs> and you, you feel a bit like a coiled spring, like you're capable of anything, not in a, like in a way that's almost a little scary. 
I didn't find it relaxing. My partner, a delightful lady friend, she actually found it made her really tense um, and actually increased stress. I didn't get more tense or stressed. And I think it did allow, I was thinking about things and I was thinking of things in my past, things that we've all got a lot of stress at the moment. I think, I don't know about you, but I'm sleeping less well because of coronavirus fears and things like this. And I think it did allow me to spend some time thinking through some of the things that are on my mind. But I don't know whether I would go through it again. It sounds like it filled you with some kind of slightly hysterical, like caffeinated type energy. (laughs) Yes, it did make me, there was a little bit of frenzy. It was manic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that was what the the gong man had in mind. Uh, I I had a gong episode, basically. I'm so sorry that it caused you to have an episode. Liz and I have some recommendations for you this week that are hopefully slightly less mystical and a little bit more lowbrow and won't cause you to have some kind of (laughs) stress hysteria episode, all right? Okay, before you make me a new recommendation, can I also give something else I've been up to this week? Please do. We've been talking mainly about quite, I suppose, passive mediums, things that you watch or you experience, uh, you put on. I played a small adventure game this week so this uh, a computer game called milkmaid of the milky way now this is a point and click adventure game so there's no violence there's no combat it's just sort of walking around a landscape trying to solve puzzles basically to tell a story it's a game by uh, Mattis Volkstad, set in 1920s Norway. And you start the game, you're a um, cowherd named Ruth in a little farm with your cows in the hills above a fjord in Norway. And you get entangled with a mysterious spaceship. It takes a sharp right turn from cowherding to space. And yeah, it was it was gentle. There were puzzles to solve. It got the brain working a little bit. The music was lovely. The art was lovely. All of the dialogue in the game is is given through poetry or rhyme, which I'll be honest, it occasionally got a little bit grating when you know you're trying to solve a puzzle and someone's just rhyming at you. Mm, um, yeah. But it was so different from everything else that I was doing this week. It was nice to just be transported to a, a different world. So uh, Milkmaid of the Milky Way, available on, on Steam and things like this, I think it cost me about £5. But no, I enjoyed that. It was, it was a good probably three hours of play, and that was really enjoyable. That sounds amazing. A lot more relaxing than uh, the gong bath I recommended. Yeah, it was definitely more my speed. What about you? What are, what are you recommending this week? Well, the first thing that I've come across is something called a Found Footage Fest VCR party. And you're younger than me, so you won't be familiar with the ways that uh, Generation X used to have to entertain themselves in the early 90s. But basically <laughs> before YouTube, let me sit down, let me tell you all about it. Before YouTube. Tell me about the past, <laughs> Anne. <laughs> Please let me. Indulge me for a moment. Basically, before YouTube, people used to um, pass around different VHS tapes um, with random clips like uh, news bloopers and like weird home experiments and things like that people used to build up these VHS tapes of clips pass them around and also have like VCR parties where they play them and enjoy them at home and basically these two guys Joe Pickett and Nick Pruer Pickett is a writer and director and uh, Nick Pruer is he used to be a researcher on the late show with uh, David Letterman he's also written for The Onion and places like that but essentially 
they've uh, made their life's work collecting these weird clips. And uh, when I was last in New York last year, they had a found footage festival in this independent cinema I went to. Me and my boyfriend just went to the cinema and watched this reel of these really, really bizarre clips. People like, um, did you ever see Winnebago Man? That no, was like a no. YouTube thing. Oh, just this, it basically this early 90s um, series of ads with this uh, guy, Midwestern mustachioed guy, trying to do sales videos for this Winnebago sales lot that he had and just getting angrier and angrier as the day went on. Just kind of subtle early 90s humour. And these are um, all clips. Nothing has been made for this. So these are all genuine things that have been found. Buried treasure, basically. That's mm. what they come across it and they put on these festivals. I mean, something else that uh, we saw a clip of at that festival we were at in New York, which is this legendary short music documentary called Judas Priest Parking Lot. And it's just this guerrilla, you know, filmmaker went down to the parking lot outside of a venue in the late 80s where uh, Judas Priest were playing and just interviewed all of the insane, drunken, teenage morons who are going to go see Judas Priest. So it's that kind of vein. It's that really charming sort of um, amateur filmmaking, weird stuff, weird people. Anyway, so the Found Footage Festival is something to seek out if you're ever in America. But in the spirit of uh, entertaining those in quarantine, Nick and the other fella, Joe, have um, put a load of these videos online. They've called it VCR Party Presents Quarantine Classics with a Q instead of a C over on their website site and it's just so worth watching. If you're at all nostalgic for the pre-YouTube days of just watching random clips of people doing weird stuff, it's just highly, highly recommended. Uh, we'll obviously put the link to it in the show notes. Do you think that's uh, Do you think yeah. that's be- below oh. the bar of, of where your brow No, ends? no. My brow <laughs> is firmly at this position. I will yeah, no, I'm, I'm keen to uh, seek that out. That sounds great. Um, it's very entertaining. Can I take you to a theatre or a performance space outside of London. So the Metropolitan Opera in New York is streaming a different opera from its archives every day on its website. This is metopera.org. They've got to, I mean, you can imagine, I mean, this is an opera house that's been around on Broadway since the 1800s. They've got obviously a big archive, not, I'm assuming, going back that far in terms of video cameras, etc. But I know that we've gone everywhere from the, the Barber of Seville straight through to Macbeth. There's more modern productions, older productions. It is amazing, I suppose. This is exactly what Um, this podcast is about the archives being thrown open to the general public how do you find obviously you're curious about these national theater shows etc i mean the opera is a different beast though how do you think watching an opera will translate from being at the met to being in your front room it's difficult isn't it because so much of theater is the atmosphere and the ambiance of filing in through the box office of perhaps having a a glass of wine or something before the show or in the interval of being surrounded by the hubbub of people who are all in the same place. I suppose it's the difference. I'm not a, a fan of sports, but the difference between watching a football match in the stadium, in the pub or at home, there's always going to be a different atmosphere to it. And yet you're all still getting the same entertainment. You know, the game itself isn't different. I think that you can't replace the theatre. This is the same problem that National Theatre Live, which does the performances streamed to cinemas around the country, has. And yet 
when you're sitting in a theatre, you're only ever getting one position's worth of perspective on a performance. One of the great things about seeing the productions on the websites that we're seeing at the moment is that you're able to get close-ups. You're able to travel around the set in a way that you wouldn't in your seat in the theatre. I've definitely seen some productions where there's so much fine detail going in the expressions of an actor's face that actually you're getting something better than you might get sitting in the gods in the uh, in the theatre where you're just seeing people marching around a, a stage. So I think it's different, but I definitely think there's value there. Mm, I agree with you. And, and I very much value not having the distraction of other people crinkling their sweet wrappers and, you know, getting rowdy and singing along. I very much value being able to sit in my sitting room and watch something in my uh, dressing gown. Quarantine Um, has really been made for you, hasn't it? uh, Listen, I am at one end of the spectrum where I honestly think I'll look back on this as the greatest and most productive time of my life. But anyway, (laughs) I'm here to support those who don't feel that way. I want to ask you a question. Have you been doing much reading while you've been in quarantine? I've been doing a little reading. I've got a stack of books by my bed that I want to be reading. I think I need to take a little time and actually sit and read a bit more. I've been dipping into books which are perhaps a bit more straightforward. I've been reading authors like... um, Terry Pratchett, where I I know what I'm getting, if you see what I mean. Mm. I've got books which are looking sullenly at me, knowing that I haven't sort of plucked up the courage to open them. I'm hoping that in the coming weeks I'll be able to report back that I've been uh, doing something that feels a bit more worthwhile with my lockdown time. I was saying last week that I don't think that I've been making the best use of my lockdown. Um, I hope that will change in the next week or so. What about you? Um, yes, I've been trying to do some reading. Like you say, I mean, it does seem like the perfect time to be reading, but yet there's a lot of more serious books that I always aim to read when I have more time that are just staring down from my shelves. I had a nice big book clear out actually yesterday to make room for some new stuff. And um, some genius has decided to uh, put up a website where you can actually search for what you're looking for from independent booksellers. So rather than going to the big A of whose name we we won't out there, um, you can go uh, online to a website uh, called WordUp uh, where you can uh, search for whatever book it is you're looking for. You can search uh, independent physical stores who can take orders over the phone or online. Uh, you can search for online only bookshops as well, but uh, it's just supporting independent booksellers. And it just it kind of makes it a lot easier if you want to support indie, uh, indie shops and uh, keep those bookshops going. It just makes it a little bit easier to do that. Really clever website. That is a good idea. I do feel torn at the moment between, obviously you want to support smaller independent companies which are going to be struggling at the moment. And yet, presumably the larger players are able to keep staff safer in terms of quarantine and things like this. I don't know how I feel at the moment about whether the smaller players will be putting themselves at risk. Do you honestly think that the bigger players are protecting their... I thought you were a journalist. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is going on in those warehouses? I'd be very sceptical. Yeah, I suppose this is the issue that I think that at least in the larger companies, there is more scrutiny on them uh, in terms of how workers 
are being looked after. I don't know. As I say, I don't have a firm position on this. I'm still trying to use smaller companies, but feeling guilty about it, which I suppose is uh, is my um, grand British state, as it were. <laughs> a constant state of guilt. Mm. Well, you know. Maybe a few more gong bats will uh, rub <laughs> off on you. Any other tips for me this week? Uh, I think that is me out of recommendations for now. I've got a few things that I'll be looking ahead to. I know that the BBC is still putting more work from the Royal Shakespeare Company up and that there's going to be more material coming out, so I'll be keeping an eye for that. I'll be watching some of the opera, the Mets, and reporting back. The problem, I suppose, there is that anything I report back on is no longer available, so uh, everyone <laughs> needs to watch it with me and then we can all review something that we'll perhaps never see again. Um, and then watching party. And then the National Theatre is uh, Jane Eyre this Thursday at 7pm and I will make a point of not missing it. Yes, I'm looking forward to that as well. I may just tune in and uh, take this opportunity to educate myself a little bit. Why not? Anne, it's always a pleasure. Should we leave it there? Yes, sounds good. Seems like enough to be getting on with. So, thank you very much for listening. I'm Nick Howard. I'm Anne Frankenstein. Viral Culture can be found at viralculture.co.uk. The podcast will soon be available on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Podcasts. It just takes a little time to be verified, so do bear with us. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at ViralCulturePod, where we'll be gratefully receiving your feedback and praise, complaints when necessary, and suggestions of uh, things we should be checking out in the lockdown. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you later next week.